Praise God. I was going to sing. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Hey, I do go back. Little Willie, little, what, what's this other guy? Waylon Jennings, I think, right? Or this will date me. Mama's going to knock you out. Little LL. What a beautiful day. Welcome on Mother's Day, all of our guests. We're so glad you're here. I'm Pastor James, and me and my wife, Debbie, welcome you to church. And uh, what a special day. I just, when I think about you ladies that are mothers, you are incredible. You really are incredible, and we want to give honor where honor is due because you do a lot. I don't even know that I could properly describe everything that you do, but if you're a mother in this house, we want to recognize you and honor you. Would you stand this morning, all the moms here today? Come on, stand up. I want to see you. Come on. Now, y'all look at them. Look at these ladies. We love you today, and we want you to feel special Keep standing because we have something for you. We have a gift for you that they're passing out right now. We want you to enjoy. standing if you would. Uh, uh, here's what I want to do. I want to, um, if you're a grandmother, I want to let all the moms sit down, but if you're a grandmother, remain standing. Yeah, I want to honor these grandmamas who go back. You've raised your child, now you're helping your child raise a child. Thank you. We honor you here today because you are special in our lives, and we're glad that you are here today. Amen. You may be seated. I do want to also say that I know that this can be a great day for moms. And some of you have your kids here, and you're going to celebrate together today, and or even this weekend, yesterday I had my, two of my kids home and some family over and we got to celebrate with Debbie and, and she's had a good week, y'all. She's had a really good week. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So, I, of course, I was out cooking hamburgers. She feeling that good? I'm going to put some hamburgers on there. You know what I mean? Had a good day. But also know that this can be a very difficult day for some of you. And maybe your mom has passed or she's not here or whatever. And I do want you to know that if you're here today and that has happened, we want to recognize that. And right after service, uh, if you need to go get your kids, go get your kids. Maybe about 10, 15 minutes after service, they're going to have some balloons 
out in the foyer. And you're going to meet, I think, outside in the front of the church. And we're going to release some balloons on behalf of them. So stick around. That's going to be a great thing to do. Um, and then also, I, you know, I realize this can bring up all kinds of emotions. Uh, maybe you've had a, a relationship that's been strained with your mom or with mom with daughter. And I just pray that God would touch you today, strengthen you today. Because I know that all relationships aren't perfect. Anybody have a perfect relationship? But I pray that God give you strength and peace. And may there be restoration because God is in the restoration business. Amen? And then, uh, you know, I try to recognize everybody. Also, some of you here, maybe you've lost a child. And today is a very challenging day for you. And we pray that God touch you and heal you today before you leave this place. And uh, also, I know there's mothers in here that you're struggling with uh, or battling infertility. May there be healing in your body. You desire to be a mother, and I pray God touch your body while you're sitting here today. Amen. Y'all believe in miracles? We've been talking about them the last few weeks. Jesus, I need a miracle. Amen. And so I also want to recognize two special ladies in my life. First of all, my wife, and I know she's watching right now. And she's got two of her kids at home. Yeah, I want to recognize her. My wife is incredible. And I just want to say to her publicly, babe, thank you for being the incredible wife and mother that you are to our children. I know you love them with everything. I know you're the sweetest, kindest woman I've ever met. That's why I married you. But if anybody ever messed with your kids, fire came out of your eyeballs. I know that's right. But I couldn't, have, I couldn't have planned it any better. God knew who I needed and what I needed and what our kids needed. And I wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I love you with all my heart, along with these other people that are here today. Amen. And then I have my mother here today. Mom, would you stand? Mom, I love you. I thank God for you. I literally wouldn't be standing here today without you. <laughs> Not just physically, but even you pr your prayer for me, your being there for me. Through it all, I'm a miracle because of you. And I thank you for that, and I love you. You're such a great mom and grandmother. Raised four boys. My God. There was no females in the house but you. You had to get the switch out and chase us around with that pear tree switch. Oh, that's the way I was raising anybody else. Like, hey, you get a whipping when you mess up. See, mama, mama had the pear switch. Like, there's a pear tree right outside in our backyard. You, you never been whipped by a pear tree switch? That hurt. Like, leave whips. Like, I could have called in and said, child abuse is happening. <laughs> then dad just intimidated us. He had what they called a, a razor strap. Barbers use, you know, it's like double, uh, a, a double leather, and it was hanging in the pantry. 
So every time you walked in there, you were reminded. He didn't really use it. It was just intimidation. But mama, it was like, come here, boy. <laughs> Don't let that little frame fool you over there now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need another one after this. Man, get me a whipping. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand one more time for the reading of the word as we honor God's word today. We're going to turn to the book of Proverbs, very familiar passage of scripture, Proverbs 31. Either you say yes or you say oh. I want to read this to you starting with verse 10. It says, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband, husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from H-E-B. <laughs> Just make sure you're listening. You got to see the humor in Scripture, y'all. She also rises while it is yet night, gets up in the middle of the night and gets a snack for her children in the household and a portion for even her maidservants. Y'all got any maidservants working for y'all? <laughs> she considers a field and she buys it. And from her profits, she plants a vineyard. Y'all got grapes growing around the house. She girds herself with strength. Strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. Hallelujah. See, you got to read into this, y'all. All right, all the men say, all right. Y'all going to go home and read the scripture to you, ain't She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her Hand holds the spindle of the staff. Anybody know what that is? It's like it holds the spindle of wool. And so she extends, y'all got sewing machines, right? Y'all sewing all your clothes. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for she lives in Texas. <laughs> and all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. She makes her own clothes. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband, he's well known at the gates and when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. Boy, this lady likes to sew. And supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. And her husband, uh, any children, you, you better look at your mama right now and say, you blessed. Come on, you better tell her like it is. See, we're going to get it right here in a minute. And her husband praises her. Woo! You all that, baby. 
That was pretty weak. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Everybody say a good amen. amen. You may be seated. Now you read these scriptures, ladies, and you can read this and think, you know what? I give up. That's not reality, pastor. Sounds good. But my Lord, have you ever seen mom, me at home when the kids ain't acting right and all my hair's coming out and going every which way and I can't even get dressed and everybody's pulling on me? That's not reality. See, when you became a mom, nobody told you that you were going to become a chauffeur, a nurse, a teacher, a chef, a referee an operator, a mom to every kid in the neighborhood or the ball team, a cheerleader, a librarian, a makeup artist, a maid, an accountant, a garbage collector, or how tired, nobody said how tired you were going to be from being a mom and that you would eventually turn into your mother. Oh, Lord. I learned a long time ago, don't bring that up, James. Don't tell her you sound like Barbara. Yeah. Well, that just makes them mad. But I can think of one word when it comes to moms and being a mom, overwhelming. Overwhelming. I mean, from the time of conception, there were uncertainties. Just the whole pregnancy thing. I mean, just... When you first get pregnant, it's like, you, I'm excited, but I'm like, I don't know what to expect. You remember the first time, Mom? Like, it's like all these uncertainties happening. I mean, the whole body change. Men, you don't even know. My poor wife, I mean, she's only five foot tall, y'all. And by the time she hit the third trimester, I mean, she looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I say that kindly. Because she was all here. Like, she, I feel so sorry for her. Like, I was like, man, can it kind of move? Like, nope. I mean, just, I'm like, baby, I, I mean, you just push on her, she can roll. You know what I mean? Like, you know I love you, baby. You know I love you. You know I love you. But you know what? There's something, I mean, it, your body's just changed and, 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 and uncertainties about being pregnant and uh, the whole delivery thing then. Men, you have no idea. Have no idea. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, God. Can we have a little fun at church today? Is that all right? But then comes... The parenting thing. Nobody told you that motherhood was going to be 
It's the old saying, you become a mother from the womb to the tomb. Morning till night, dust till dawn. Your schedule is crazy, always adjusting, washing, cleaning, meals, correcting, healing, homework, organizing. I mean, there is no amount of babysitting that could have ever prepared you for motherhood. And then we get to the scriptures, Proverbs 31, and you're like, I'm looking for encouragement in the Bible for being a mother, and all of a sudden you get disappointed. You're like, this woman is like bad to the bone. You might as well throw in the towel. I mean, who can actually measure up to this woman? I mean, the only person I can think of is Jesus Christ himself. I'm so glad that the Bible doesn't stop there about mothers, though. I'm so glad that there are other mothers in the Bible that give us examples. I mean, I'm talking about mothers who made mistakes. Mothers who were imperfect. There were some great mothers in the Bible, and there were some not-so-great mothers in the Bible. And then there were some downright bizarre mothers in the Bible. Let's just start from the very beginning. The first mother, Eve. She's the mother of Cain and Abel and actually Seth and some others. And I mean, when you think about her mistake, (laughs) she made the monumental mistake. Like the mind-blowing affect everybody mistake. Like the mistake that we're still suffering from her decision. Right? Anybody realize that? I just feel better already. Anybody in the house? I mean, you think about it. Maybe she was the, the, the first to eat this fruit. Maybe she ate it because she's the only, body, only one that remembered where the tree was. Because you ladies, you know, y'all like that. I mean, y'all got this, women know where stuff is at. If I ask my wife where something's at, she goes, I'm like, I haven't seen that in decades. She's like, oh, you know, it's in the pantry down on the far left-hand side, in the little gap in the back, in a pink box, there's an envelope. I'm like, huh? I can't remember where I put my keys. I'd be looking at my Apple phone going, where is it at? Where is it at? But I have some sympathy for, for Eve because she didn't have a mother around. She didn't have a great-grandmother. She didn't have anybody to show her what to do and think about. I mean, she still didn't know what to do when her kids were teething or had fever, and she's learning on her own. And so I have some sympathy for her. And also think about she's the mother of all heartache. Because within her own family, one son kills the other. There's murder. There's homicide. And she had to bury her own son. And then there's Sarah. She's the mother of Isaac. And we can pass over these stories. See, we think these, sometimes we think the Bible's boring. But actually, man, if if anybody were, any movie director ever get a hold of some of these stories, like, be like, dude. I can give you a successful movie right here. But think about Sarah. She was 90 years old. Okay? God comes along and promises her and Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. And they're like, yes, we're going to have a baby. Well, he didn't tell them that Abraham's going to be 99 
And Sarah, you know, she's like 90. She's like, yeah, what are you doing, girl? Well, I ain't got no teeth, but I'm about to have me a baby. I'm bringing it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I'm, my life's sitting, just getting started. <laughs> Didn't God have a sense of humor? And then she tries to get ahead of God. And then she tells her husband, I need you to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to give you my handmaiden. I mean, here's Hagar. You, you, since I, our baby ain't coming, God ain't quite quick enough. I need you to go over here and, you know, make this happen. Now, how many of you wives? Honey, I can't have my baby, so I need you to have it with her. Think about that. That's drama. She gets ahead of God. She's made some mistakes, right? And it cost them. And then there's Rebecca. Y'all ever think about these ladies? She had Jacob and Esau. And the thing about Rebecca, though, she started playing favorites. But yet we recognize Rebecca as a great woman in the Bible, right? But she, she made mistakes is what I want you to see. And what happened is it began to uh, affect the whole family. It messed up God's order of things. And it caused a family feud for a long, long time. And then there's... Bathsheba. And her name is fitting. Because she's taking a bath and it got her into trouble. Bathsheba was on the roof. And King David's over there going, wow. I'm assuming his roof was a little higher. She has an illicit affair with King David. And they conceive a child out of wedlock. Not only that, then they start arranging for the husband to be killed. Put him, her husband, he's a good man, but put him on the front line. We want to make sure he dies. Y'all hear what I'm saying? That is jacked up. Can you imagine it? I mean, shoot, 48 hours ain't got nothing on this stuff. Yeah, we're like, yeah, I think, you know, they're having a baby now. You know, they've been cheating on each other, but now let's go kill him. That's messed up. They made some mistakes. But yet, the Bible reads that David had a heart after God. Hmm. That tells me my God is a redeemer. David repented of his sin. Prophet, the prophet Nathan, if you read the story, the prophet Nathan came to David and said, I know what you're up to. I know what you did. God sees it. And David repented, but it didn't take away the consequences. It affected his household. So I, you say, why are you even telling me these stories? Because these stories give us hope. You say they do? Yeah, because it makes me, I, I like, like, okay, I'm not perfect, and that really makes me feel good. And God decided to put that in the Bible. Not only to warn me of mistakes I can make, but to also show me that he is a redeemer in my life and can turn all things around. Amen? I mean, and then, I mean, it, and think about it. Bathsheba had Solomon, which the Bible calls the wisest man in the world. And I just want to say, you never know who you're holding, mama. 
in your arms. And then I want to move on to Mary, the mother of Jesus. You talk about an early and accurate pregnancy test. She had an angelic visitation. There was no Walgreens down the street. I mean, how many of you had an angel show up lately and say, hey, you're pregnant? And then not only that, you had to worry about being found pregnant out of wedlock because you know what the sentence was? You were stoned. That might stop some unwanted pregnancies right now. Ooh, that might me might think twice. And then not only that, an angel shows up and says, you're pregnant, and you're pregnant with the Son of God. Can you imagine telling everybody, you're pregnant? Yeah, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with the Son of God. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, y'all ever, is that just me? I read these stories going, wow. I mean, I just try to put it in the time frame right, right now. Like, I mean, if one of you were to come up to me and tell me you were pregnant with the Son of God, I'd be like, yee. <laughs> but think about it. Even though she had the Son of God, she had to feed him, yeah. bathe him, change his clothes, wash his clothes, raise him, fix his, you know, his bobos, whatever. She, she was a mom. And one of the things that always stood out to me, though, about Mary is, you know, she pops up even at a wedding feast. Now Jesus is older. But moms still think they know what's best. Yes. Like I said. And they run out of wine. And, of course, Jesus hasn't performed any miracles yet. And we know this is the first miracle he ever performed, but he was not happy about it. They run out of wine, and so his mom comes and says, this, they can, we can't run out of wine, and I, I know you're the son of God. You're going to do what mama says, mom, you do. You hear what I'm saying? And Jesus is like, woman, don't tell me what to do. I mean, he called her woman. And so she's like, uh-huh, went behind his back. Said, y'all go ahead and fill up those pots with water. He going to do it anyway. Because he, he going to do what I say to do. And guess what he did? He turned it to wine. Can you imagine the conversation that night when they both got home? Like, But one of the most touching things is when we see Mary at the crucifixion. She's down on her knees. You can imagine her son's hanging up there. He's been beaten. That's your flesh and blood. He's, he's dying. All the disciples have scattered. All the followers have gone and hid. But here you see a mother, see, because a mother stays when the rest of the world walks away. I don't even have this in my notes, but I'm reminded of another mother in the Bible where her, her sons were killed. And the birds came and were getting on her sons. And she stayed out there for days fighting the birds off of her own sons. That's, that's a mother's love. 
But she shows us the real picture of motherhood. And um, so I think motherhood, you know, motherhood is just an amazing thing. I mean, God truly gave you a gift, moms, to be an incredible mother. And I know it's a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of excitement. It's the greatest thing and greatest accomplishment in your life. At the same time, it can bring intense pain in our lives. But through it all, our moms are there. And I'm so glad because I'm telling you, my mom's been there for me probably when I didn't, well, I know when I didn't deserve it. It was so good to always be able to come home. You know, I'd leave for a little while, but I come walking back through that back door and smell her cooking and feel the peace of God in that home. And mom always welcomed me even when I was in trouble, even when I didn't deserve it. Thank you, mom. Thank you for our great moms in here. So the Bible is full of moms, and it shows us even how fierce a mother's love can be. And even you can be stubborn. You can be even wrong-headed at times because of your fierce love for your children. I mean, you'll do all the right things for the wrong reasons. And you'll do all the wrong things because you think everybody needs your help. And as moms, I think we can be thankful that these mothers in the Bible were included right alongside the Proverbs 31 woman. See, they, they bring snapshots of reality. Because you, you read Proverbs 31 and you're like, uh-uh. What? Uh-uh. But I want you to, I wanna, here's what I want to do. I want to take a closer look at this Proverbs 31 woman because if you look closely, I think you're going to find that you're a lot more like this virtuous woman than you think. And if, if there's some areas where you fail, it always gives you something to strive for when you see this woman. So can we read through this scripture again? I'm going to go kind of break it down because I want to pull out some spiritual qualities of this woman that can help you today to move forward. And even if you're here today and you're with your mom or you're thinking about your mom, I want you to think about these qualities that you see in your mother because I know I sure do. The Proverbs 31:11 says, the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain. You know what that tells me? She's trustworthy. We have some trustworthy woman in here. I'm going to tell you right now, I trust this woman with my life. And I trust my wife with my life. She has this quality. I'm talking about being reliable. You can be counted on. Do I have anybody else in the house? You know you've got a trustworthy wife. I believe in her. She can, she's consistent. She's secure. She's realistic. And then we have the verse 12 says, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. That means she's a virtuous woman. She's faithful. We have some faithful women in here this morning. You're a faithful wife. You're, you've, you've got morals. You live by those morals. You've got some ethics. You stand. I mean, you are a virtuous woman. I mean, you, I don't care what the world does. I don't care what the world says. You're going to stand with conviction in who you are. And live what's right and be faithful to your husband. Verse 13 and 14 says, She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. And I'm going to use a word you probably hardly ever use, but you're industrious. 
We got some hardworking women in here. You're diligent. You're active. You're, you're, I mean, you are persistent. I mean, you hang in there when the going gets tough. Any husbands in the house can look at your wife and say, yep, I'll tell you right now, she's tough. She's persistent. She ain't afraid to work. She ain't afraid to get out and do what it, ha- it takes. And I'm going to tell you, you're more like this woman than you think. Verse 15, she also rises while it is yet night, provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. You know what the principle I pull out of that? That means she's generous. She has a generous heart. She's not selfish. She's like, now get it for yourself. No, she'll do what it takes to get up and take care of her family. She's considerate. She's kind-hearted. Do we have any generous ladies in the house? Verse 16 says she considers a field and she buys it from her pro- from her prophet, she plants a vineyard. Then if you jump to 27, it says she watches over the ways of her household, does not eat the bread of idleness. That means this woman is wise. It's the principle of wisdom. She's, she's got perception, perception. Some of you ladies, you can perceive things like, I would be like, what? Oh, you got perception a mile away. Watch her. You better stay, no, stay away from her. You know why? Because I've had my, my wife do that. Yeah. Protecting me. Right. Watching after me. Some of you are going, who's she perceiving? Ain't nobody in here, okay? Ain't nobody in here. <laughs> but in the past, I mean, ha- and the good thing is I recognized it too right off, but she perceived it even before I did. Yeah. I'm telling you, wow, intuitive. Some of you, you just have that women's intuition. I mean, yeah, thank God, because I'd be like, huh? What are you talking about? I mean, sometimes she'll tell me, baby, that was a wise decision. And then there's sometimes she'll say, that was not very wise, but you should do this. Thank God I get that opinion from her. Do we have any wise women in here? See, you're more like the Proverbs 31 than you thought. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength, strengthens her arms. That means this is a strong woman. In other words, stable, secure in yourself and who you are. You are, I mean, you have conviction in your life. You have the ability to withstand all kinds of pressure because I'm going to tell you, after a while of being a mother, like that first child around, you know, you kind of baby that child. Like, well, don't, honey, be very careful. The second child, you just carrying around, you know, like by the leg. <laughs> Changes diaper with one hand. Here, keep them for a while. Throw them 20 foot across the room. I mean, that's why the middle child's always messed up. No, I'm just, <laughs> just playing all the middle children. You're fine. <laughs> Verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. You're compassionate. Tender. Isn't it amazing how your wife, the mother of your children, can be strong at one point and then be so tender? My wife knows how to be a tender woman when it, when it comes to having compassion for others and being responsive and being warm. Just something about it. See, more of you are like this lady than you thought. Verse 29, my, many daughters have done well, but you... Excel them all. Means you're dignified. Means you're distinguished. 
kind of like Daniel in the Bible. The Bible says that Daniel distinguished himself. It was the qualities in Daniel that made him stand out. I'm going to tell you, when you are, have these things in your life, these qualities, these spiritual qualities, it, it makes you stand out. Not that you're better or have pride. No, man, when you walk in the room, you're respected. When my mother walks in a room, she don't even have to say a word. I mean, she has been a spiritual mom to this house, but she is respected wherever she goes. She may be a short lady, but she is tall. Stand strong. You know how to be calm in circumstances. You know how to speak up when you need to speak up. You know how to be quiet when you need to be quiet. But, buddy, you are respected. I love that. When a real woman walks in the room and has that dignity. Godly woman. Any man in the house like, hmm. I mean, there's something about it. I mean, because that leads me right to the next one. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. I mean, she's spiritual. There's nothing more attractive, ladies, than a woman who has a strong relationship with God. At least if you want to attract the right man. And if you want to remain attractive to your husband. I mean, sure, we're physical. I mean, walk in the room in that red dress and see how we react. I get it. Like I said, you want to turn your man on, just show up naked. You know what I mean? Just I had to throw that right in there. You ain't got to do nothing else. Y'all think I'm lying. All you men going, I ain't saying nothing. That's pastor. He's on his own. You lying. Sorry, all the children in the room. feel the red flush in my face right now. <laughs> Woo! Can't believe I said that. How do I turn back serious after that? I don't know. I'll read another scripture. Proverbs 31:23. <laughs> It says her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Why? You ever thought about that? Why? I'll tell you why. It's because she represents him well. She goes and she's respected. She brings respect to her husband by the way she even carries herself. Come on, ladies. And so you know what? When he goes to the gate... I mean, buddy, they know who he is because they know his wife. Thank you, baby, for representing me wherever you go. I want you to take note today of these qualities I've mentioned. 
because I believe that if you'll look closely, you have more of these qualities than you think you do. And if you're here today and if you have children with you or you're sitting, you're sitting next to your parent or husbands, you're sitting next to your wife, I want you to honor her today. Because sometimes we look past and see all the flaws. Anybody else in the house? Marriage is real. And we forget who they really are and what they do display. And guess what, fathers, you're going to get your day coming in June. <laughs> and ladies, I want to encourage you, if you think you're a failure, you're not. Have you failed in some areas? I'm sure, like the rest of us, we all have. But God can redeem you today. And this, yes, and this woman, this Proverbs 30 woman gives you someone to look up to. Some of us, we need, a, we need an example to follow. And I pray if you don't have that person in your life, maybe that mother or that grandmother or that aunt or whoever it may be, I pray God put a mentor, especially our young mothers. Put a mentor in your life because... This gives us a great example to follow in our lives. And I want to take just a moment right now, if you're here and you're with your wife, your grandmother, your whomever, if you're sitting next to them, your, your mom's with you, could you just stand and honor them today, maybe give them a hug? Come on, let's do that today. If you're with, with them, come on, stand. I want you to hug them and show them some honor. Remain standing. See, because verse 28 says this, her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also praises her. Don't assume, if your mom's not here today, don't assume that they know. Call them. Text them. Actually, call them. Don't text them. That's a bad idea. I asked all three of my children to write my mom, my mom, to write their mom a note because I know their words mean more than anything. And I said, I want you to write your feelings down towards your mom. And I know this has been, you know, it's been a crazy last few months for us. And I handed her over one note already this morning and made her cry. Words mean a lot. Right, moms? Words matter. And I want you to know you are loved. And I want you to know that you have something to strive for and be proud of and be the spiritual woman God has called you to be. I want to see some spiritual mamas in this house. Amen. Walk tall, walk strong. Make sure that you keep in tune with your relationship with God. We need some strong spiritual ladies in this place. Because I know one thing. Y'all can pray the house down if you really in tune. You get women in a prayer meeting. There ain't no devil. I mean, look, if you got any demons following you around, just come into a women's prayer meeting. They be like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah! 
you know, the men are all cool, you know. You know, you know, you know not the ladies. They'd be like, get out of my house. You know why? Because we got a lot of ladies that come to prayer meeting on Saturday morning. So I know. I'll be over there in the corner going, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. I love you all. Thank you for being here today. I want you to enjoy this day. Hopefully I helped you a little bit, gave you a few nuggets. I know the last few weeks I've been a fireball, spitting fire up here. And I just wanted to have a good time with you, but yet it's a powerful word from the Lord. And so if you're a guest with us today, if you have a minute, you can come by VIP. I'd love you to come by and say hello and just meet you. Go get your kids if you have kids with you. It's right out to my right through these doors. Um, but don't forget, we're also going to do a balloon release. So uh, if you have, maybe your mother has passed on and you still, uh, uh, and maybe you need to go get your kids. We're going to wait for you, but we'll meet out in the front. God bless you all. Let me pray for you. Can I do that? Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word today. And I pray, God, that it strengthen, strengthen all of us. Lord, that even us men here today have a greater appreciation for the women in our lives. We thank you for our wives, God. We thank you for their motherhood. And I pray, God, you strengthen those today that may be struggling. I pray that they walk out of here encouraged and strong and confident in who you've made them to be. We celebrate today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Happy Mother's Day.